Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Sign of the Dollar. I'm your host, Anis Satpute, and I have with me on the other line, Vince Dow. How are you, Vince? Uh, I'm really good, thanks. So it's the fourth time uh, you're, you're back on the podcast, and today we have a few uh, interesting topics to talk about, uh, mainly with regards to feminism. It's been a very long time since I've actually addressed feminism, given the fact that it's a winning issue and most people are against it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be really fun bashing on feminists, as it always is. <laughs> so one of the things that feminists still continue to push, but has already been thoroughly debunked, is the wage gap. Uh, but another thing that people talk about is the reasons for the wage gap. So when I've seen people uh, debunk the wage gap, I've heard a lot of feminists say that, oh, well, why are women uh, choosing different jobs than men that aren't giving them as much money? Is it because of societal pressure? Is it because of the patriarchy that's forcing them to do certain jobs that won't give them as much money? Well, no, it's, 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 a, it's a lot more to do with the biological differences between men and women. And you were talking about this. So w would you like to elaborate on that and lead us into that discussion? Right. So I think no one, in, no one, like no sane person on the planet is really arguing that women and men shouldn't have equal rights. But this, this does not mean that the genders are necessarily created equal in the sense that they're all going to think the same, right? As much as, you know, the feminist arguments try to say, and as much as, especially the transgender arguments try to say, men and women are not the same thing. I mean, of course, this is this is a general biological rule. So with any rule in biology, of course, you're going to have exceptions. Of course, you're going to have men that think more like women and men that, and women that think more like men. But as a general rule, right, as a general rule, men and women are going to think differently. And this is why when you see, you know, the I believe the, the um, male to female ratio in the STEM fields is like four to one. Right? This is not because um, there's, there's something holding women back in the STEM fields. This is just as a result of the fact that the genders are thinking differently, right? Men ha have different brains, so they, they their brains are wound differently, so they're, you know, more inclined to pick certain things. And then women, on the other hand, are more inclined to pick certain things. This is why, you know, you have, like, in teaching, right, it's a lot, of, a lot more women than men, nursing a lot more women than men, right? Right. This is not a result of any kind of underlying sexism. This is simply a result of the fact that the genders are different. And as a general rule, of course, there are exceptions. Of course, you know, people, so there's individuals. But as a general rule, of course, the sexes are going to think differently. They're biologically, they're, our brains are hardwired differently. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. And that, that reminds me of back in the days when I was a leftist, but I was uh, watching Milo. And funny thing is that he was the first guy who actually made me more of a right winger, but I don't really like him as much anymore. But uh, that reminds me of his uh, feminist roast compilations. And uh, one of the points that he brought up, and this is still a very valid point, is that women are actually two to one favored in job applications for STEM fields. And that's how it is in a lot of fields because of the fact that, you know, companies are trying to make up for the fact that there aren't that many uh, women in STEM fields. They want to seem diverse. They want to meet diversity quotas and all that. So the, the fact is, women are actually majorly privileged in the West when it comes to these things. So you, you really can't say that there's any kind of societal pressure. You really can't say that there's any kind of underlying sexism that's stopping them from uh, getting these jobs because if they wanted to, they absolutely can. It, there's nothing of the sort that's holding them back apart from themselves. And that's just how it is because, like you said, men and women are different. They think differently. Women are more inherently more inclined to uh, have more emotional intelligence. That's why they're also more inclined to nurture children. That's also why they choose to nurture children instead of uh, working uh, a lot of the times. 
And men, on the other hand, are inclined to think in more materialistic terms, and they're inclined to think uh, in more rational, uh, logical, like pure logical terms, uh, as opposed to more emotional terms. And that's part of the reason why they hold STEM fields and part of the reason why they are so um, obsessed with uh, getting more and more income. And that's also why they negotiate more for uh, pay rises, whereas women usually don't. It's a study that's pr proven that. So like you said, there's inherent biological differences that make things how they are. You cannot pin it on some sort of patriarchy. You can't pin it on some sort of underlying sexism or systemic sexism because the fact is it simply doesn't exist. And if it did exist, it definitely exists in favor of women. Right. And then, um, there, there have been studies done on like, you know, infant infants, right? Girls and boys, and they choose different toys, right? I mean, right. we know that the like the, the, the argument that, oh, it's just a patriarchy that's bringing girls up to think like this. Okay, then explain why, you know, as children, they, girls and boys still think differently. Exactly. Yeah, the, I, I've seen uh, a lot of studies. It's uh, also like, yeah, with, with, with babies, with infants that prove that like male babies were more attracted to materialistic things, whereas uh, female babies were more attracted to um, people and things that have emotional connections. So that's just inherent in humans. It's just something that they're born with. So you, you can't change that. Men and women are different. And the sooner that uh, the third wave feminists uh, understand that, the sooner they're going to stop making a fool of themselves. And that's that's also that's why the the whole baby daddy stereotype exists, right? When like when the mom is the one working and the dad is the one having to take care of the baby, like the dad doesn't have a clue what the hell he's doing. You know, this yeah. is, this is not this this is this is true, right? Because gen of course is of course let's let's be clear. Obviously, it's, again, biology. There's exceptions. Obviously, there are some dads who do a great job of caring for their baby. But as a general rule, it's not the man that is supposed to be caring and nurturing for the baby. That's generally the female right. role, which is like generally females are better at that. Yeah, and uh, a lot of feminists try to say that these gender roles are created uh, by social constructs, and that's simply not true. I mean, yes, there may have been some social constructs that held them in place, but the reason they exist in the first place is because of the inherent differences between men and women and how uh, the fact that they think differently and the fact that they're better at different things. Women are better at certain things. Men are better at certain things. That's just how it is. Right. So I was looking at a few of my old notes, and uh, as most of my listeners would know, and as you know as well, uh, I, I used to be uh, more of a leftist, but I was always an anti-feminist. So I, I found some of my speeches that I wrote uh, a while back, and uh, you, you also have some speeches, I believe. Uh, and <laughs> I thought it'd be funny to look back at them, you know, a couple years down down the line, see if they actually had any solid arguments, and see if we can, uh, you know, like on the basis of those, uh, have have a, a good discussion about feminism. I'll start with uh, something that I wrote for a, a, a video that I was going to create about feminism. I can positively call myself an anti-feminist. Now, before anybody calls me a sexist piece of shit, let me mention that I'm completely for gender equality. Any sensible person would be. It's common nowadays in the Western world when movements like feminism and Black Lives Matter are criticized, you're automatically called a racist and a sexist by the progressive left. First of all, you may say that feminism fights for women empowerment on the grounds of equality according to its dictionary definition. 
Nowadays, it's just about the label rather than the actions of the actual movement. Feminists claim to be fighting for women's rights on the grounds of equality of the sexes, but what they do is completely different. You simply can't claim to be a movement that fights for equality when you're only concerned about the issues of one gender and you completely ignore the issues of the other. Feminism is misandry. Feminism is built upon the notion that a patriarchy exists, which is a male-controlled society that privileges men to oppress women. This is why they can't acknowledge all of the systemic inequalities that men face. In the eyes of the feminist, it's impossible for a man to be a victim, because any kind of claim saying that maybe men actually don't have it so great threatens whether the patriarchy exists. If they really were for equality, they would call themselves egalitarians. I mean, now when, when, when I look at that term, I wouldn't entirely support it. I mean, I get the thinking behind it but that's something to talk for another podcast i mean one of the uh the last podcast we did uh discussing um, equal rights also kind of touched upon that (laughs) but continuing on my speech modern feminism is a bitter angry misandry based movement that relies on four basic values complaining about non-existent issues playing the victim card assuming that everything bad that happens to feminists uh, or women happens because they are a woman and the so-called patriarchy And finally, the most evident value is putting down men. I'll get into detail on each one of these values later on. But the truth is, the Western world doesn't need feminism. If feminism really was for equality, what has feminism ever done for men? When has feminism ever acknowledged all of the privileges that women have over men? Feminism started as a movement to empower women. And until about 10 or 15 years ago, men had it easier than women. And you may argue that it did just that. But now... Everything is flipped. Now, you may try to make the case that feminists have the right to be angry because they have all these injustices. Well, I'll ask you this. Where are all these, or what are all these injustices? Because I'm sorry to say that every single one of them that is put up by the feminist movement is just a load of nonsense. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. Right. That, that, that was actually decent. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty surprised. Yeah, I wrote it, what was it? Two and a half years ago. <laughs> And uh, th- this was during my transitioning phase when I was uh, like more centrist. So mm-hmm. I wasn't completely leftist, uh, but I wasn't uh, a right winger either. That- that's why you see me uh, criticize a progressive left in this. All right. So when I wrote mine, uh, I was a total progressive. Um, <laughs> yeah, when I wrote mine, this was uh, I think this was just like when Trump was first taking office. So this had to be second semester of eighth grade. And uh, yeah, I was kind of like, Bernie or bust 2020, but (laughs) here we go. By definition, feminism is supposed to refer to those who stand for equality between women and men. But like any term in English language, this term takes on an ever so changing meaning. In the first wave of feminism, the 20s, this meant suffrage. In the second wave, the 60s, this meant domestic and societal improvement. I know I can be viciously attacked for the following exercise of my rights, by the way, I was. But I feel it's necessary to be said. When you take a look at the societal situation as a whole, women have it more or less equal to men. In addition, the third wave feminist movement is, in more ways than not, based off of ignorance and lies. Here's why. (laughs) I say, uh, let me start off by saying I'm 100% pro-choice. Women should have... (laughs) (laughs) Women should have the right to to an abortion if they choose. And birth (laughs) birth control should be low cost and easily accessible. I would not argue that, and I strong stand you with strong strongly stand with you on those issues. So on to an argument that feminists use often, the wage gap. First, I must point out that paying a woman less than a man is illegal under the Equal Pay Act, making the wage gap argument entirely irrelevant. But for the sake of debate, I will 
ignore that fact and break down raw statistics. So I guess I'll skip this part because it's not that interesting. Um, I should also point out that men are more likely to graduate college than men, which makes it difficult for me to believe it's harder for women to find high-paying jobs, such as like competitive jobs like STEM, as competitive STEM employers need to be ahead of the game and do not have time for sexism when there's work to be done. So I, I appreciate that as someone who is a near socialist, I was making the argument for like competition in the free market saying like, <laughs> such companies, uh, look at this, look at this. Such companies have risen to success because they hire based on skill, not gender. Therefore, my best conclusion is that the reason women make less than men is because of my previously mentioned statistic. Uh, two times more women work part-time, not because of um, any alleged discrimination. So let's see. I think I talked about rape culture a little bit, but I guess I had an entire video about that. I, I was I was actually thinking of um, uh, uploading the video because it was pr- quite a good video. I was thinking of uploading that video on uh, GRN as like a, a throwback to uh, my um, bashing feminist days like a couple years ago. <laughs> so I, I'll just summarize. I guess I basically made the point that like no one is out there saying you should go rape women. So it's kind of just a stupid like idea to begin with. So I said, my conclusion, there's no such thing as rape, rape culture. And stretching the definition of sexual harassment, which this was actually in response to the humongous thing. I don't know if you remember that. You remember that from a couple years ago? Like this lady said, this guy said, oh, my name's humongous. And then this feminist went crazy on him. No. You remember that? No. Okay. But anyways, um, and stretching the definition of sexual harassment is damaging to the actual rape victims. Rape culture and these definitions of sexual harassment or something of the feminist imagination created to blame and alienate men. So I'll skip to that. The... That's that's actually so relevant to uh, the Me Too movement. Yeah. Because, it, like, um, I, I basically was, like, apparently now saying hi makes you a rapist. And, you know... well, what, what was that uh, other part of the speech uh, where you, where you uh, talked about Trump's uh, <laughs> yes. egalitarian or whatever crimes and all of that? Yes. Shit? Okay, here, I'll, I'll, I'll see. And so I talk about how women, you know, are not are are not on the list for the draft. So like they don't have to go fight and die for like men do. Right? So I said, and I think my whole section about the draft proves something else. Men have it just as hard as women. Um, blah blah blah. blah. So stop. So maybe instead of yelling about Trump, about men, and about misogyny, maybe you should realize that we're all created equal. And maybe you should actually try to make things better for yourself instead of constantly complaining. Stop playing the victim and stand up to the, to the challenges of society like the rest of us. And then I say, quick side note. And I'll read this in a, a very progressive voice. Speaking of Trump, <laughs> speaking of Trump, he's got a Navy SEAL killed due to gross <laughs> negligence. He signed two more pipelines, two more, not just one, <laughs> two more, that will destroy this environment further. He's escalated <laughs> tensions with several foreign nations, including North Korea, uh. as well as arguably abused his power through executive orders. And still, all you feminists care about is, oh, Trump's rhetoric is misogynistic. I have a question for you. Who cares? You could argue that Trump is bringing Armageddon closer. He's bringing Armageddon closer to us. Armageddon. Through both foreign relations and environmental concerns. And all you care about is yourselves. All you're doing is distracting everyone from the real issues. Once again, uh, stop play- using the victim card to complain about things that are irrelevant simply because you think your life is too hard. Don't blame the G-damn president because you face very minor and irrelevant first world problems. Uh, that, that North Korea comment aged well, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it just aged so well. Uh, 
That's hilarious. It's interesting to see how we we developed over time. The the thing is for me though, when when I was uh, more left, I actually didn't really know all that much about politics. So so I wouldn't talk about it uh, all that much. But it seems from what you wrote, you were quite into it. And yeah, I was you quite, were quite into it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Because as soon as I started like really getting into politics, I started making my transition. So I I, I was never like like all out crazy leftist. But I, I, I did say some like stupid stuff. Oh, oh, Trump is going to cause World War Three and <laughs> shit like that. So here's here's the deal with me, right? Is um I always held the same social views, right? I didn't like um I didn't like feminism. I thought, you know, I wasn't I wasn't like an Islamophobe, <laughs> but I, I've always thought in that, you know, Islam and like generally a lot of a lot of Islam and a lot of Western civilization are not necessarily the most compatible. But I just never held any like economic views. And then I just heard Bernie Sanders one day talking about how he's going to make my college free. And I was like, oh, just... uh, I love this yeah, that, guy, that, dude. That, that always pulls in the, the, the kids. Like, yeah. they're, they're so vulnerable to that. They're, oh, yeah, free stuff. Give me it. Give me it all. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's ridiculous. That, that's why uh, socialism is doing so well amongst millennials. But it, it, it doesn't last long if they, if they mature. But... Unfortunately, once certain people, especially if they're towards the left, if if they're set in a certain mindset, it's really hard uh, at that age to actually have that mindset change. So it is quite worrisome for our future, but I I, I am hoping that um, Generation Z or Z is um, has, has has a brighter future. So, I mean, I, I always consider myself a little bit of free thinker because I I freaking first of all I freaking hated Hillary, right? Because yeah, I, I was. I was out. I sounded like a crazy Alex Jones conspiracy theorist, but I kept saying she rigged it against Bernie. She rigged it against Bernie, and I'm telling you, and I'm like, there's like proof of this. And then it, yeah, it comes out. Though. It comes out after the election. I'm like, what did I tell you? When did I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but 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 it's it's actually pretty good because Bernie would have been a more threatening uh, opponent to Trump. To Trump, yeah, down. he would have. <laughs> so. We'll see what happens in 2020, but like you said, yeah, th- that theory about um, Yang and Bernie splitting the progressive vote, I think, is going to hold true. So, so that'll be good. <laughs> N- now that we've gone through those speeches, uh, we can continue talking about some of the feminist issues. And uh, I- I'd actually like to bring it back to uh, one of the speeches that I, I-, I was uh, talking about, where I talked about f- the four basic values of modern feminism. I think this is very applicable and true even now. The first was complaining about non-existent issues. The second was playing the victim card. Uh, three was assuming that everything bad that happens to uh, women happens because they are women and the so-called patriarchy. Uh, and the fourth one was putting down men. So oh, I, I think we can go through each one of these values. And I'm, I'm sure you agree that all four of these are very relevant to the modern feminist movement. So uh, to start with, complaining about non-existent issues. I've, I've, I've seen this happen a lot. I mean... The wage gap is definitely one. Uh, rape culture is one. Man, mansplaining, manspreading, things like that. Also, certain things that just don't happen, like the pink tax. Like, <laughs> I recently saw a segment on the Daily Show that was trying to talk about uh, the pink tax and how women are scammed. And it came out. I, I saw a video that uh, analyzed that. Uh, by the way, you should watch it. He makes great videos. It's uh, Don't Walk Run Productions or something like that. And he basically debunked the entire video and showed that. They had faked a lot of the price tags, and he explained why a lot of the uh, products, if they were, uh, why they were priced differently. And th- th- this is like 
it's it's true. I mean, they're never going to simply change a product and make it more for women and immediately in, increase the price. There's always other factors. And this deception that's coming from The Daily Show and a lot of feminists, it, it really bothers me that people are still trying to make this argument. But, you know, there's always going to be dumb people in this world. But yeah, so th- 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 that's definitely one of the examples of the non-existent issues that w- women complain about. Well, what do you think about that? And do you have any other uh, non-existent issues that you've heard uh, feminists complain about? Well, on the pink tax, this is something I always say, right? The left has no idea how capitalism works, right? They don't understand that, you know, a thing if, if a thing costs a lot to make, it's going to cost a lot to sell, you know, Um yeah. Let's see, other issues. Um, yeah, you mentioned rape culture, all that, the wage gap. Um, I, I, I would say, like, that idea that, you know, the reason why women... Sh- and this is, this is not just a problem with feminism. It's a problem all over the intersectional left. Is the idea that the only reason people make decisions is not because of their own free will, not because they chose to make those decisions, but the reason that the so-called marginalized people make decisions is only because the system is rigged against them, which is somehow forcing them to make bad decisions, right? If a woman decides to be a teacher instead of a scientist, that's the patriarchy forcing them to be a bad, that's the patriarchy forcing them, you know, to make a bad decision. If a black person, you know, decides to go kill another black person and goes to jail, that's not because that black person just chose to do that. It's because the the system is racist, right? So I think that's that's the biggest non-existent, you know, sort of issue. Right, yeah, that's true. So m- moving on to the second and third values that I was talking about, because uh, they actually uh, intertwine to- together quite well. Uh, that was playing the victim card and assuming everything bad that happens to uh, women happens because they are women. And this is something that I've seen so often in feminists. I've seen them have a bad experience. I've seen them, uh, for example, they were treated badly or they did something bad that warranted them being treated badly, and then they got treated badly, and then they complained about how it happened because they are a woman. When uh, woman, because when that has nothing to do with like what actually happened to them. Like I've I've seen examples of feminists being complete dicks to people around them, and then obviously the people around them are going to react in not the most pleasant way, and then the feminist reacts and like, oh, you did this only because I'm a woman. But no, if a man was acting the same way, the people would react in the same way. Right. And I'll just say th- this is why the majority of feminists will die, you know, single and alone because it's just, <laughs> not not because they're like, I don't know, ugly or whatever, or the system is sexist. No, it's just because you're a general, you know, ask the people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's oh, completely ridiculous. I mean, like I said, feminism is a winning issue. But it, it still saddens me how there's still such a large silent, um, no, sorry, not <laughs> silent, definitely not silent, by no means silent, a very loud minority that still exists that's pushing uh, for, for feminism and talking about how women have it oh so bad in the West. And that's completely neglecting the fact that women actually do have it bad, but not in the West, in the Middle East. Look to the Middle East, there's so many problems. There's mutilations, there's women having acid thrown in their faces, there's rape culture, there's there's uh, women having to cover their faces and all that so that their husbands aren't tempted to have sex with them. There's women not having basic rights that uh, men have. There's the fact that women are treated as half that of uh, a man in court. There's so many things in Sharia law and so many things in the Middle East that feminists in the West are completely neglecting so that they can 
first of all, protect Islam, but at the same time, you know, go against the uh, right and complain about non-existent issues because it puts them in a position where, oh, they want to fight for equal rights for women when they actually don't, but they have to make a decision whether they want to support women or whether they want to support Islam. Because if they're going to support women, they're going to have to denounce Islam. If they're going to support Islam, they're going to have to denounce women. So they don't want to do either thing. So what they do is they act like there's no problems in Islam and they talk about non-existent problems in the West. Right. And I, I, th- I, really, I do, really do think that at some point, the intersectional left has going to have to decide who ranks higher on the intersectionality scale. Is it Islam right. or feminism? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing they really need to decide because, yeah, they're stuck in a pretty hard place, but they're 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 managing to hold up their stance but make a fool of themselves at the same time. So the fourth and last value that I had uh, spoken about in the speech was putting down men. Now, there's not much to say about that, but... It's very clear. You look at any uh, radical feminist video, you look at any radical feminist uh, agenda, you can see that they're very clearly trying to put men, men down. And it used to be more subtle, but now it's not. You, you you just see women scream at men, and even men, by the way, men feminists, they're the worst kind of feminists, by the way, male feminists. And uh, they're screaming at straight white men and pu- putting them down. It's it, It's so ridiculous how they're doing it so openly and they're still getting support from the progressive left right and you know you know something i think is a total double standard too is that like if a if a guy says that a girl is like fat and ugly right he's he's like immediately a sexist for this crap right like it's just it's terrible how could he do that but then women you know bash men all the freaking time and nothing gets said about that so if you want to talk about like gender inequality i think that's a piece of like gender inequality and as for Putting down men, all, all I'll say is that this is part of the reason why Trump won in 2016, right? Because the left just right. put down all these just straight white men that didn't do anything wrong. You know, they're not exactly that privileged. Just put them down, just bash them 24-7. Where do you think they they went? Just straight into Trump's arms. And they're, that's where they're going to stay for 2020 unless someone, you know, sane actually wins a Democratic nomination, which I don't see happening. Yeah, yeah that's true. So to finish off this podcast, I wanted to discuss a few female privileges, which most certainly do exist in the West. And uh, while I actually don't have the note, I had a note in my phone of all of the uh, female privileges, but unfortunately my phone is dead right now. So I'm I'm just going to list all of them that I can off the top of my head. Uh, Also talk about double standards and uh, you can add to that, Vince, after I'm done. So... Okay, the first one I can think of off the top of my head is women getting uh, less sentences uh, or a lower time in prison for the same crime and women getting off with a lot of crimes uh, that men are severely punished for. There's uh, obviously um, rape cases where men are laughed at for being raped by a woman. I mean, it is a very rare case indeed because usually a woman wouldn't be able to use uh, force over a man considering the fact that uh, a woman is naturally usually not as strong. But when it does happen, the man is laughed at and the woman usually gets off completely free without any trouble at all. Uh, Obviously, there are cases where a woman is convicted, but there's so many cases where they're not that if it happened for men with the rape cases of women, everybody would be going absolutely crazy, as they should be. But they should also be going crazy about the fact that uh, men rape cases 
cases of men getting raped aren't treated as seriously. Another female privilege I can think about that I was uh, talking about earlier was women being favored in job applications to meet uh, diversity quotas uh, for companies to seem more diverse and all that. So there's um, STEM fields, things like that. So women definitely have a privilege when it comes to that. Uh, women also have a privilege in court, not only when it comes to crimes, but also when it comes to custody of children. When it comes to divorces, they uh, always have a priority in such cases. So that's another privilege uh, that women have. I'm trying to think of a few. Uh, you, you can add on to that as I think of the others that I had in my list. Well, here's one. I mean, I, I know for a fact that um, women are like, I think, four times more likely to graduate college than men. Um, right. You have actually a, a lot of men, you know, actually, like, I think, like, 93% of all workplace fatalities are men. There you go. Um, I, you know, I'll just say this, and I'll just say this in, like, with, like, like the Ben Shapiro voice, okay? You live the most prosperous life in the history of the West. Shut up. Stop whining. Stop complaining. I mean, seriously, though. Like, women in the West now have it, like, better than any group of women have had it at like any time in world history okay just yeah shut up for once <laughs> and i think it was ben shapiro that said this as well um attractive white females are the most privileged class in the history of any civilization ever <laughs> that, that, that that's true it's it's absolutely true i mean uh yeah people talk about uh, white privilege and we talk about how it doesn't really exist but um, if we're talking within the groups like uh, female uh, white people that there's definitely privilege there mainly because of the fact that they're female so yeah that, that's one um, also talking about your the workplace deaths uh, it's also um, people who die at war uh, people who die uh, people who are killed homicides suicides all of that it's a lot more men more men are homeless. A lot of men, more men than women, are seriously disaffected. And you can't put the blame on women, and that's not what we're trying to do. What we're trying to say is that we need to stop pretending that men have it so perfect and that men are so privileged. Uh, by the very nature of the statistics, a man is more likely to end up being homeless. A man is more likely to end up being killed. A man is more likely to end up committing suicide. A man is more likely to die at the workplace. A man is more likely to die at war. All of these things, it's its just how it is. And they you can consider them female privileges because you should see some of the things that feminists talk about and talk about them as male privileges. So to act like females are somehow oppressed and females aren't equal in the West is completely ridiculous. But I'll go a step further. And a lot of people are scared to take this step. The, the mainstream, uh, I'd say the mainstream moderate um, people would not take this uh, step and would not take this stance. I'm willing to take a stance that women are more privileged than men in the West. Yes, men are, you could say, doing better in terms of materialistic things. They're doing better in terms of holding uh, the the number one spots for many things when it comes to uh, the richest people, when it comes to the best athletes, when it comes to the best, um, the most successful singers, all of that. Yes, men are doing better, but that's a very tiny percent of men. So you can't really take that uh, portion of men and somehow use it to claim that men are more privileged than women. So if we're talking about systemic privileges, if we're talking about inherent privileges uh, regarding actual statistics, then women are most certainly uh, more privileged than men are in the West. Right. And also, I don't think um, generally, you know, 
how how good your life is is always measured by material possessions. And I think if you really break it down, I think women generally live a lot happier lives than men, right? This is why yeah. they, they don't want to work as much because they want to have a more balanced life. And this is why if you look at suicide, there's almost all men that are committing suicide, you know? Right. Because it, it's just, just because we have things materially better, it doesn't mean, you know, we're happy, right? I think generally women can lead a lot more fulfilling lives in the West as a general rule than a lot of men can. Yeah, absolutely. So we could go on uh, talking about feminism for a long time because there's a lot of ridiculous claims that feminists make that we could spend all day debunking. Uh, but that's been 30 minutes. I think we should wrap up this podcast. Uh, it was quite fun. Uh, thank you for being on and uh, we'll, we'll uh, do a podcast again soon. Okay, thanks guys. Uh, be sure to subscribe to uh, Gen Red Network and that's all I have to say. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you for listening. This has been your host, Anisa Pute at the sign of the dollar. Thank you.